0: All right, welcome to the um the sick episode of Beckham's Basement, uh episode 10 where apparently stuff's going around in Charleston. It's uh it hit I Nick last weekend into today and uh I just got slam dunk with it uh last night playing Fallout 4 and I noticed my nose starting to get a little stuffy and um uh, yeah, so woke up this morning to a wonderful congested throat and head and all that good stuff. Now some might say it's just allergies or some might say it's just the season, but I will say this, the whole, Nick, the whole 55 one day and 78 the next is honestly messing with me. And I, I got to say that is, um, that's Charleston weather in the fall and the spring. And I, I, that's when I'm the most sick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been sick like this since I had the big, the big, uh, The C word, uh, yeah, I can't say it. I don't want us to get like censored or, you know, banned from China. We, we, you know, we got Mongolian listeners. We might do. We
0: had our first Mongolian listener and whoever you are in Mongolia, much love to you. There's only 3.1 million people in your entire country, but you have like the seventh biggest landmass. So I, Nick and I both from the
1: bottom of our hearts, man, that one listener in Mongolia. Thank you. Yeah, no, we appreciate that. That's whoever you are. Please send us a message yeah, on Twitter. So tweet us at, yeah. at
0: Beckham Basement. So B E C K H A M B A S E M E N T at Beckham Basement. If you're in Mongolia and you're listening, or if you're in in Indochina and you're listening, you're, wherever you're listening, yeah. tweet us. Tweet yeah. us. Tweet us uh, Let us know what you think. Um, but the show must go on. You know um, the WWE. Has had murders like Chris Benoit, and they still had RAW. So yeah. we can certainly work through a little bit of a cold, and um, you know, the show must go on. So we so yeah. we're gonna try and keep it a little bit shorter tonight, but um, we have a lot to talk about, so I need to get right into this. And for everyone, our voices, yeah, they're they're gone, man, but we're here for you. We're here for you. We 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 do this for the people by the people. Of the people, with the people, so
1: yep Yep, in Charleston,
0: yeah for sure the globe yeah that's right. Um, Nick, what a hell of a weekend uh, in the Premier League! Uh, So we had uh, the first match. Let's talk about we had Liverpool and Fulham basically um, going to all out war with each other. And I want your thoughts on this game because you know you you already know mine. I don't know if any listeners want to hear my thoughts on it, but. Um, I was pretty pissed off with about ten minutes to go. Very, very pissed. And um, you called it. You said they were going to equalize, and you said that the that the, 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 the um the go ahead goal was coming, and it did. And it happened in quick succession. So eighty seventh minute, eighty eighth minute, Liverpool go one down to equalize, to equalize to one up. So what were your thoughts though? Because I thought Liverpool played. If I, you know, to summarize it, really poor in defense. Uh, Kelleher is obviously not Allison, and I just thought there was just a lot of disorganization in the back line and in midfield. But then in in the, in the attack, you know, I was very impressed. I thought it was fluid. I thought that I thought that um, they played really well, and there was a lot of a lot of chances. Obviously, Nunez with a lot of those where the match could have turned for Liverpool much earlier than it did, obviously with two minutes to go in regulation before they actually took the final lead. So what were your thoughts on this match?
1: (laughs) I had a, I had an absolute blast watching it. I was, this was D day. This was the night before I ended up getting sick and uh, yeah, I was feeling great, man. I wish I could go back to that time, but that game was amazing, man. I was texting you the whole time. I knew you weren't very happy about it. It's uh, it's pretty. Um, it's not. I wouldn't want to say it's easy to get you get you going about Liverpool, but you know them going down one nothing or something. I know I can get some some shit, some crap talk out of you, man. So I knew you were pretty upset with that. I just deep down inside, man, it, they're too deadly offensively, man. You just. You can never count them out. I mean, if it's Toulouse, if it's Fulham, if it's Luton City, whoever, uh, you can count on them to, to get some uh, some goals, uh, especially late and if they're down. Now, do we want that? Of course not. You always want four nothing. You know, in the first fifteen minutes, game's over. You move on, and you know, title's yours. Well. It's not a, uh, it's not that easy all the time, man. And, uh, they, uh, they gave you a freaking heart attack. I know that much. Um, so I did, I, I'm glad you said I was right. Cause I, I finally made a call and, uh, I wanted to make sure you remember that I, I did tell you that, that Liverpool was going to come back and, and do their job. And, uh, and yeah, man, they did. So I, Allison's out, you know, backline's a little discombobulated. I mean, we say this all the time about them. They're just questionable um defensively, man. I mean, if could you imagine if they tightened that backline up and had a backline like you know, like uh like Nice has in France, you know, letting in eight goals. I mean, they would be unstoppable, dude. You wouldn't be able to to uh score a goal on them. So, you know, they're giving you excitement, but it, it leaves you to wonder what would happen if this back line was was as stout as it as it should be. You know, it leaves a lot up. You know, to ask yourself, and then also Nunez. I mean, if the guy could make his his uh, his goals or, or convert his chances, I mean, you guys could score seven or eight a match. But you know, something he's working on. He, I still give him another year. I, I think uh, people are quick to judge and jump on him. It, he's He's prime Messi for Uruguay and then he's, you know, he's he's Cavani uh for for United, you know, next go round. So yeah, man. Uh I know your thoughts on the game were pretty crap, but I, I totally uh thought this was a great match.
0: And um, um well, Yeah, yeah, I so I thought I, I remember I said um I thought that he I said he was like Maradona for Uruguay and he's like um one of the guys from Step Brothers in for Liverpool. Like it's it, like there's a lot of there's a lot of potential there, but you know, they were tuxedos to the damn job interview. So yeah. <laughs> he 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 just he whiffs it in front of the goal. It's just it's just incredible to me how many chances he misses. Um and then he hits two impossible shots against Newcastle to bring Liverpool back and steal it a man down, you know, in the final Twenty-something minutes of the game, he does that all by himself. It's it's just he just hasn't, still not the full picture yet. Like he's getting yeah. better, his positioning is better, his his timing is better. He's not offside as much, but now he just needs to finish. He needs to become a clinical finisher, like like the mutant is on for City, where he if he if he's got it in front of goal, it's done. Yeah, it's done. You can go ahead, just you. I mean, he's it, in the shot. It's going to come at you like three hundred miles per hour. Oh yeah. So it's just one of those things where um...
1: I want to say he he hit the woodwork once. He had two big chances missed, and out of literally the whole club besides the goalkeeper, he had the worst score at, at a six point four, just because of the two missed chances and the um, how many times he lost possession. I mean, he lost possession nineteen times. So yeah, there's there's some to be to be desired left to be desired there. But I feel like you got yourself a gem, man. I I like Darwin Nunez and. And you know he just—I feel like once he closes up those misses, then then you have yourself someone who's going to be deadly for the next ten years. You know,
0: yeah. And the other thing too is, um, you know, he he pairs really well with Salah. Salah, yeah, uh, gives him a lot of assists. Salah seems to be less selfish. Yeah, with Nunez, I don't know what what, what, what the, why that is because you know with Mane, a lot of times Salah would just you know kind of ball hog, and. This is with Monty and Firmino specifically, but for some reason with Nunez, I, I think it's because they have this similar pace, and and you know Nunez can get out in front of Salah and or vice versa, and they're able to connect with each other so much better. Now Salah hit him with a couple of guaranteed s- sitters, and he's had some assists come off the board for him because Nunez has skied it over, shot it to the side, you know, left or right of the goal, of the post. But um, yeah, I mean, I hope it all all come together. The bottom line is Liverpool dominates statistically, but they they only win by one goal and they do that at the very death. Um, the other one I want to talk about, you know, we City has dropped points now for. Well, we'll get to the, this um, the, the match from yesterday, but they've dropped points now. If you count yesterday, four consecutive weeks going back to before the international break, uh, Liverpool is now far past them in the points, thirty four to thirty. Aston Villa beat them head to head on. Wednesday, they have now passed them head to head. Aston Villa is in third, City's in fourth, and Arsenal now have opened up a six-point lead on City, two over Liverpool, and four over Villa. So, Man City and um, Man City and and, and uh, Spurs went at it then over the weekend, and you and I were talking about this um, on the last show how Spurs usually give City a fight they usually are a mulligan and they were again you know city uh, spurs lost today to west ham in the london derby but then they they fall behind the man city twice i think yeah and come back and equalize both times so um that was the match of the week or the, the last match of the week and um yeah so son scores opens the scoring then has an own goal, so he does. He, he he actually responsible for two of the two the first two goals. Yeah, and then Phil Foden, and then uh, lacelso he equalizes, and then Grealish, and then Kulusevsky at the death, 90th minute, three three. Um, what were your thoughts on this game? Because this was huge. This is a, but again, two more points drop for City, and um, so out of out of twelve points in the last four matches. They've gotten three, I believe. Yeah, three draws and a loss. So th- they've dropped nine points in the last four games. What do you, What are your thoughts on that and this match? But also, how many points cities dropped? Is it is this this is we? I made a comment to you yesterday, is so where I want you to follow up on. I don't think this is the same city because I think they've lost a little bit of their hunger. What, what do you
1: think? I uh, I mean. I've learned to kind of not pay attention to City at this point in the season. You're missing Kevin. There was no uh, – they were also missing um, uh, Jesus, the defender, holding midfielder. They were missing um, – I can't think of it, but it's one of Pep's guys. They were missing two – you're missing two key, key players right now. John Stones just came back. Everybody has injuries, yes, of course, but I don't ever count them out. Um, I'm a non-biased fan. I could care less if City, you know, get relegated or I could care less if they win the title. I mean, did I call a close race in the Premier League this season? Yes, I did. Would I like to be right? Of course, my ego wants me to be right. Well,
0: you've um, you, you, you got it right so far. It's
1: it's very tight. Good. Yeah, you, you're right. And, and I just want to say that – you know, seeing expressions and seeing Tottenham fans celebrate this draw like it was a win, kind of, I, I didn't like that because I want Tottenham to, I want, I, I want them to want more, man. I want you guys to want to beat them. I understand, you know, they're your, your daddy and, you know, they're your big, big brother, or whatever you want to call them, you know, they own you, but, you know, you guys started out good this season. I, I expect to see a little bit more. Like you drew, don't don't. Let's not celebrate that, man. Let's get the win. So, you know, I maybe I'm just weird, man. I, I don't know. I, I definitely wanted to see uh, Tottenham pull that out because I want to see that that lead go even further. Because you got to remember, Arsenal was up eight or nine points last season in the Premier League table, and they did yes bottle it. So. The, the You know, the six points is good. Yes, we're getting a good brace. And, and Kevin comes back in like a month. Uh, I think it might be Cancelo's who I was thinking about. He's coming back. You know, Stones is back. So I give him some time. But this is what the league needs is that separation. You need Liverpool up by four. You need Arsenal up by six. You need Villa, who just beat them at home on a Leon Bailey, you know, my guy from Jamaica. And, uh, you need Concacaf. You need them to get that separation because you can never count City out. And, and I see what you're saying about the hunger because it does seem just like something's off, man. Like, like they're just not going all for it at the end. And I saw that in the Aston Villa game. I mean, they literally missed one chance and it was Phil Foden. So, so- it, it was something to ask yourself, man. I, I just, I, I think, I can see what you're saying, and they're just on this run. I I just wouldn't quite count them out yet, but we have ourselves, you know, some separation, and we have ourselves a good, a good little race here. Um, Um, No one's. I I don't think
0: anyone's. um, I don't think anyone's counting City out. I'm just. uh, No, they're they're six points behind. Yeah, four points behind. More more importantly, let's talk about this because we all know that Arsenal's probably going to bottle it. Okay. They still haven't played Liverpool once yet. That's six possible points right there. They're going to drop. Yeah. At the very worst, I think that Arsenal and, and Liverpool draw at the Emirates, and then Liverpool beat them at Anfield like they typically do. So that's four points right there. That puts that that puts Liverpool ahead by two over Arsenal if if they don't play anybody else but each other. Yeah. So Arsenal Arsenal over the course of the season, they'll lose to Villa, they'll lose to City in the rematch, they'll lose to to um. To Liverpool at anfield they'll they'll lose to Chelsea at the bridge or did they play the bridge first or was that draw at the bridge I think or was it, was that
1: that, it was at anfield I'm pretty sure it was in no, no, no. The,
0: the Chelsea the Chelsea match was that yeah. at the bridge or was it at Emirates
1: I think it was at Emirates I'm, I'm like ninety percent sure okay.
0: they need to go to the bridge either way that that match can go either way and of course they yeah. still they, they, they have to play Spurs you know it's it, it, look Arsenal's going to bottle it they did it last year the, the important thing to keep in mind Arsenal will finish top four. Aston Villa is in a great position to finish top four. Whether they do or not is still up in the air. However, to me, the two top teams are still Liverpool and Man City. And right now, take Arsenal and they're bottling out of it and take Aston Villa. Number one is Liverpool. Number two is City. Liverpool has 34 points. City has 30 points. That is massively important because we all know how many times the title has come down to one single point between Liverpool and City over the past six, seven years. So yeah. Liverpool being up by four at this stage in the season, if that goes to six, if it goes to seven,
1: if it goes to ten, Liverpool's going to win the league. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I agree with you. I don't think you're you're crazy at all. I mean, I I told you Liverpool was going to fight with City this season for the title. So, yeah, Liverpool's going to fight with City. So, I I mean, this is just playing out. You know, I should have been smart and put, you know, 40 bucks on pool to win it. And cause I, hell it would have won a, a good, pretty penny. Um, I, I just, you, you know, we're, we're really setting ourselves up for a big finish and, and having it come down to that last match day is something we all dream of. And you're right. These, these, uh, outcomes do matter, man. These, these Luton's a the one, one, you know, it's like, if we would have gotten those two more points, we'd already be tied with Arsenal, but. When stuff like that happens, man, you got to answer by beating Fulham and, and moving forward. so I like what they're doing there and I think that that Liverpool are the favorites to fight with city and I, I, that's just how it's going to be. I, I think Arsenal is gonna gonna end up screwing this up somehow. Someone's gonna get hurt rice or or a center back you know somebody big will get hurt and then they'll end up losing like seven or eight. You know, dropping points in seven or eight straight, and you'll have Villa finishing, you know, second or third. And, and watch, watch City fall out, man. Watch it be Aston Villa and Liverpool. You know, we we can't count them out. I mean, this is kind of setting us up for what we're about to talk about. But Dracula has these guys ready for a title charge. Yeah.
0: yeah. So so let's jump right into it. Then I mean, like, you know, statistically, we can look at this Man City game spurt I mean, it, it you know, fifty five to forty five percent possession. About the same shot accuracy. Both of them had four shots on target, so it was you know kind of an even match in terms of you know. I, I thought yeah. I thought overall City were the better team, and I thought that they had obviously they had twice as many total shots, but you know really what counts is shots on target. That that's 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 what you're looking at, and they both had the same amount there. Yeah. So City has now um, they drop, and I think what's more important about this Nick is City has dropped. Six – sorry, four out of six points at home to Liverpool and Spurs. They still yeah. have to go to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. They still have to go to Anfield. So that's possibly yeah. six points draw. That that means you could conceivably have City take two points out of a possible 12 from Liverpool and, and Tottenham. Yeah. we are games are- at the Emirates that they count on winning, and if they don't win them – they're in big trouble. That's that's how Liverpool destroyed them in the twenty nineteen twenty twenty season.
1: Yeah, no, I agree, man. I'm telling you, it's it, it's setting up to where we could just not even be adding City into that, you know. And, and these next few weeks will will play that all out for us. You well, know? that would be
0: completely insane. But I I, I still think it's going to be a two horse race between yeah Liverpool and Man City. But I think I don't I don't think it's going to come down to one point this year. If you get my drift, I think I think no. Liverpool. Could have yeah. it wrapped up in early May if this keeps going the way that it goes. But Liverpool can also screw up on the road and we'll talk about that. Obviously they did it with Luton and yeah. you and I, I I told you stuff was gonna get burned yesterday if certain things didn't go my way. Yeah. And we'll get to that when we get to the week. But let's talk about Aston Villa real quick. They over the weekend took care they they drew with Bournemouth, right? So we're thinking to ourselves, you know, Bournemouth, like what chance they have? They have um they're still in fourth place, but they have Man City coming up, right? But it was, at, it was at Villa Park. So they go on after the draw with Bournemouth and play the best match they've played this season against Man City. They have 22 shots, Nick, 22 yeah. shots. Manchester City had two shots. Yeah. Two, both of them on target, but two shots – over ninety plus minutes,
1: yeah. Aston Villa,
0: twenty-two shots, seven on target. Unbelievable how they dominated this game. Leon Bailey finally breaks through in the seventy-fourth minute. This has got to be the statement game for Aston Villa. Let's talk about where they were under Steven Gerrard, who, all bias aside, was not a very is not a very good manager thus far in his career, and was not for Aston Villa, and. Sevilla's wonder, wonder, wonder child manager, who's won more European, Europa leagues than I can count, yeah. had obviously a short stint with Arsenal that probably could have gone better, but you know it's Arsenal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what
0: he has done at Aston Villa with less of a budget than the, the big boys, less of a budget than the, than, the, than the big six, with the degree of difficulty in which Aston Villa came back from after Steven Gerrard got the sack, it's in, it's incredible what what he has been able to do with this club in a very short amount of time. He now has them staring squarely in the face of a possible Champions League spot. They're ahead of City, they're right behind Liverpool and they're only 4 points off the top spot in the league. This is the best version of Aston Villa we've seen in possibly 50 or 60 years. So let's let's give the man his due like, you know, what let, let's talk about this for a second. Aston Villa, what are your what are your what are your thoughts on how far they've come in the last year and a half, and what do you think the limit's going to be for them this season?
1: I love, uh, I love Emery, man. I liked him. Um, I liked him at Sevilla. He coached uh, or he managed PSG a little bit for a couple years, and uh, you know, I just that that dysfunctional group, man. You can't. I don't count that for anything, man. I, I don't. Just no one can win there, so I don't look at that as a bump in his uh his uh, resume and the same goes with Arsenal because you have uh the american idiot up there controlling some stuff and he wasn't able to do what he wanted to do with that uh with that that um squad that's when that was at the end of Ozul and you had Zach, they were they were talking about you know Selling granite hey, Zool, and. Zul. was
0: um. Zul oh, was one of the people in the Ghostbusters, the gatekeeper. Yeah, Zul.
1: Yeah, God, no, the, no, Zul
0: was, the, no, Gozar, and Zul.
1: Zul. was the dog, right? Um, didn't didn't one Zul yeah, one of the dogs? Well, yeah, yeah. I have to look up the Tolkien
0: Spirit Guide and yeah. see, <laughs> or oh, whatever it is that they well, that they were well, talking well, about. You well, said Zul, so I just it just made me yeah. think of of Zul.
1: No, no, good reference. I'm, I'm talking yeah, about, the, Those uh, are the
0: Gazarian, and, yeah. um, yeah, uh, the, 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 the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yeah. And, uh, Stay and Zool. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. I think,
1: I think Gozer answered to Zool, but maybe, okay. Anyways, keep, yeah. keep going. The, the, the German, the German Turkish. Me- yeah. Sorry. No, so that, that was, Usel. yeah, that was at the end of that time. And, uh, You know, stuff was in shambles at Arsenal, you know, they couldn't win anything and and it was just a headache. So I don't even count that either. You know, the man was only there for a year and some change. They ended up sacking him at the end of November in the beginning of a season. So they didn't even give him two seasons. Uh and I look back on it and say you're lost because he went on to Villarreal and then won himself another Europa League when they defeated Manchester United in the penalty shootout. That's so, exactly right.
0: Yeah, I've forgotten about that. I did, yeah.
1: He went right back after winning with Sevilla and just grabbed another Unless, one. Unless yeah, Unai Emery
0: beat the gym teacher. So like that, yeah. is that really that difficult? Everybody's beating the gym uh, teacher.
1: Yeah. No, that, that, was, that was great. I was loving that. but That, that might be – that
0: might be the wor- the actual worst manager in united history yeah so no going. i agree he probably is the dumbest and worst yeah manager in united no, history
1: no 100% he's a good player
0: he's great player That's all they talk about is club legend but you know steven Gerrard's proven club legend doesn't mean you're cl- you're a great manager
1: yeah and I agree with you, man. He he really should have never ever been managing a club, especially Manchester United. But at at the expense of the fans, I mean, we had a great time seeing it. I mean, I had content to watch every week, man. So it was a uh, it was good for me. But I uh I, I like what Isn't he's that, doing. Didn't he didn't he get sacked after? Wasn't it like Watford beat him four 0 or something? Oh, yeah, no, so they went on a terrible, yeah, they lost to uh, somebody four or five, one. maybe it might have been City five to two or something, and then the next match, they lost to Watford, who got relegated that season four to nothing, and they said, that's enough, Ralph, yeah. you're in charge, and Ralph even said, Ralph told the media straight up, this club needs a full overhaul, this is not, a club ready to compete right now it needs a rebuild and they said be quiet you're fired and then look right. what's happening now so, you- so emory, emory emory beats the gym teacher and the europa league
0: final gets another one gets takes another spanish side sevilla and now Al- yeah. via real to europa league and then that's where he he, he spearheads it to um aston villa right yeah so let's on the twenty, we'll talk about what he's done what he's
1: done there since he took over for the fail, failings of steven gerrard yeah they they it's funny at the the end of october they were like steven stevie g you are gone and they brought in dracula as i call him for a buyout it was 5.2 million uh from villa real and um It didn't complete until November 1st because of uh, work permit stuff. So they didn't have them until uh, November 1st. And it's funny, that match they played during that little break with no manager, I remember I'm pretty sure they won that match. I remember thinking to myself, like, God, you you would think to take the opposing team because Aston Villa doesn't have a manager. But, nope, they come through, and then sure enough, man, the guy brings them from 16th place all the way up. And gets them out of the relegation zone. Stevie G goes, of course, as we know, to to Saudi, where he's not doing very well there either. And um, yeah, the, he he even got uh, Aston Villa's first win against United since ni- August nineteen ninety five at home. So he was breaking records as soon as he walked through those doors. Um, this is one guy that. I honestly think is one of the best hires for a club like Aston Villa in a very long time, man. I mean you're you're talking about sixteenth place to look at them now in third and and it doesn't look like they're stopping. I mean, they have the good the good uh, squad. they're in a European competition and they're beating teams like City the way they did. I mean they city didn't even have a chance. like you saw those stats. I was watching with my own eyes and I wanted to freaking poke my eyes out because city looked like they were just lost, man. It looked like, you know, Munich 1860 out there versus, versus uh, Bayern Munich, man. It was, it was a, a crap show, man. It was terrible. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about, about Emory either because his tactics seem to work, man. The guy, the guy sets up properly, he gives uh, the players who have been there, Leon Bailey and, and everybody, their chances, and uh, th- they've been answering for him. I mean, you see it So too. this is you, like – th- yeah, to st- to, not to interrupt you,
0: but like – so no, Leon Bailey gets – gets. Uh, so he, he the stopping point for him was Leverkusen, right? So everybody said, well, he's yep. going to be the next great Bayern player, but he never, he never got past a certain level at Leverkusen. So then – Instead of going to a major German club or to go, you know, to, to you know, flipping Real Madrid or Barcelona, he goes to a middle of the table English side, Aston Villa, and he's killing it. Yeah. Same thing with Teelmans. Teelmans was, was linked with Liverpool at one point coming yeah. from um, Leicester, I believe it was, right?
1: Yeah, Leicester, yeah.
0: yeah. And then you have Ollie Watkins who is up front for them, you know, and that he's playing this four four one one. With Thielman's directly behind him in the number ten spot, and then Watkins is number nine, and he's he's <clears throat> scoring goals. I mean, he's he's um, you know his direct competition in that match was Erling Holland, and, and Holland was yeah. held scoreless. You know, Watkins obviously didn't score the goal. It was it was Leon Bailey, but Watkins has done so much damage this year. He's had a f- fantastic season. So yeah. it's like for those people, it's almost like Aston Villa is like the club that. These these players like Thielmans and Bailey, they were supposed to be with these massive clubs. They didn't quite get there. weren't able to sustain because Leon Bailey came shooting out of the gun at L- Leverkusen. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was. Um, they're like, oh, he's he's gone after this season, yeah. and then he got hurt or got t- he tailed off, mm-hmm. and then they, they he got he got to stay another year, and then he stayed another year, and they're like, yeah. well, hell, he's not going to be sold. You know, Bayern's like, well, you know, we he's he's past the point we don't really care, want him anymore. We they sign you know. I I I'm 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 out of order here, but I would say like that was around the time when they signed um the kid the winger from
1: uh from was it Lyon? that they? Signed it was close him? to Sane time, yeah. Leroy Sane. It was around there because he went Sane came Sane came from Man City. Yeah, about uh, three seasons but ago. I'm thinking
0: of the I'm thinking of the other uh if, why can't I can't think of his name right now. He's played for the French national team. He's back in France right now. You talking about Dembele? No, 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 no. Dembele never. He played. He went from Dortmund to Barca. I can't. From I Coman? Who Kinsley Kinsley Coman? No, he came from Juventus. See, I know where all these guys come from, oh, but can't. I can't think of this one guy. Uh, keep talking;
1: it's going to bother me. So I about, can't. Yeah, because um, yeah, it's it's. Wow. Yeah. Usually we we get this too. This is a good one. Yeah, we're this not, is a good one. Anyways,
0: so what I'm saying is, this is like. The second chance spot, right? Yeah. And all of them have excelled. And none of the not like Thielman's, Bailey, Watkins, none of them have busted. They've been very, very good yeah. for Aston Villa. Whereas maybe they would have overstepped or outkicked their coverage, if you will, at Bayern or Real. And they would have been the next bust, the next Dembele or the next Philip Coutinho, God forbid, right? But yeah. they, but they, you know, sometimes you're better suited. Staying in your zone as opposed to, you know what I'm saying?
1: No, no, of course. These, it's guys, like, found,
0: these guys have found a system in the club that fit them
1: and it's working yeah. out in their favor. Yeah, it's almost like a group of misfits that were supposed to be massive and they all assembled at Villa and now they're kicking, kicking tail, man. You know, not to say they're, they were, they came out to be bust, but you know what I'm saying? Le- uh, Bailey, I remember was being talked, supposed to go to Bayern Munich. Didn't happen, he got hurt. Now look at him killing it. And same with the Tillemans. I remember everyone was after that guy. So yeah, they they plopped right in and, and fit. And it's I mean, it's working, dude. I'm telling you, we could we could have them honestly finish second or third. And and in my time, it's funny, I remember Aston Villa in the championship battling to get up. So to see them this high up is amazing, man. I I love it. This is this is what I live for. Um, quarantine Toliso.
0: Oh, Toliso. Yeah. Okay. So that so you know so, um. But let's 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 tackle the um the question of what is, what's the ceiling for Aston Villa? Where, where do you like? We're fifteen match days in. They just passed City. They beat them head to head. Um they're right behind liverpool they're right behind arsenal we have obviously 23 matches left yeah but you got can villa can villa finish in the top 4 do you actually see them yeah. being able to do what for instance brighton could not last year and you know at one time you know you had you know brightford flirting with it and you had um you know uh i know brentford was flirting with with europe at one time yeah. And, yeah. you know, those, those clubs couldn't hold on to where they were. Brighton obviously did make it to Europe, but not not in the top four. No. Um, so do you see Aston Villa being able to hold on and actually be a non, like with Newcastle, a non, you know, Qatari or Saudi bought entity that makes it organically to the Champions League, much like Leicester did in 2015-16 in the Premier League?
1: Yeah, I mean I I think they can. Yeah. I I think the ceiling is top four and and get into Europe and get that money that you need to stay up top with the other big boys. I mean, I I don't see them just falling off and and you know, falling into mediocrity. I they're they're already looking good in European competition now. I'm pretty sure they're in the champion uh, Europa Conference League, which you know it's it's of course, it's not where you want to be, but for a club like Aston Villa to win a trophy in Europe, look at West Ham last year. West Ham won a won a European trophy and did something that you know United couldn't say they did. So it, it's it's big, I think. I think they can win the Conference League. Do I think they win it? I, I think they at least get to the final or the semifinal and I'll go on the record saying that. And um I I think a top 4 finish is definitely doable. When you when you play City the way you did and and you win that match, I feel like you can you can count them in for any fight. I mean, th- any team going to play them is going to be like, "Okay, we need to play tight. We need to know what we're doing." I mean, think about it. Liverpool plays them next week. You're not going to say, "Oh, man, this is a gimme." you're going to you know you're going to hope for the best but you're going to know that it's going to be a hard fought match
0: well listen i would say i would say this as long as aston villa cannot get don't get hit by the injury bug i think it's conceivable yeah. that they because newcastle we'll talk about them in a minute got hammered today by everton 3-0 so they're inconsistent they've lo- they lost all six points to borussia dortmund in the champions league um, they beat United last week, one nil, and then they turn around and get destroyed by Everton. Oh, um yeah. So, so Newcastle's fallen off a little bit, and Manchester United obviously has fallen off a little bit. They, uh, you know, they you know, get beat by Newcastle, and then they come back and beat Chelsea two one. But they're inconsistent. They have nine wins and six losses, no draws so far. Um, one of the worst goal differentials of any of the the the, the top. Top half clubs in any of the top five leagues they have a yeah. um oh it's a gem. they have they have a, they have a zero goal differential they they just they just drew even um yeah. with with the chelsea match went into it with a negative one by the way
1: um
0: yeah. that, that's that's a top club for you right there by the way buddy um yeah. so yeah i mean it's it, it's i i think if they don't get if they don't get bit by the injury bug i think that i think Emery's. Uh, style of play and his, his tactics. I think that they have this the system set up. They're sound in defense. Yep. They can score enough to to hurt you. They beat the teams below them, and now Aston Villa is competing and beating the teams who they shouldn't beat, such yeah. as City. Um. Yeah. So I, I'm looking. I I think they have a legitimate shot to finish in the top four of the Premier League and be in the Champions League next season and really make a statement for themselves.
1: Oh, yeah. I agree, and it's funny. You watch Emory in, and you watch a game like, uh, you know, Betis versus Sociedad or something, and it, you can see that Spanish, you know, influence in them, man. their sound on D, can can deadly counter, can attack. Like, it's, it's so funny because you can uh, – it's like if i were to guess where he played or where he came from it would have definitely been a team in la liga you know what i'm saying you can just sense that that uh that style in him
0: yeah so i mean it's going to be an exciting ride for them but it's this this is one of the best stories in europe this season um absolutely it's it's so refreshing to see um a club like aston villa that's a historic club they're one of they're one of the the, the greatest the great english clubs from yesteryear and they they it it yeah. took them they were down in the second league for a couple of years uh in the in the twenty teens and they came back and they've come yeah. roaring back and, and this year it's all it's all coming they have the right system, they have the right players, they have the right manager and it's so it's so great to see them excel this year and really um you know be in the position to 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 make some noise in the Champions League next season.
1: Absolutely. I agree with you. And they're they're um, up there to stay.
0: Finishing up, so we just talked about it aforementioned. Uh terrible showing for United. Uh they lose one nil to to uh Newcastle, Anthony Gordon, fifty-fifth minute. Um they had one shot on goal the whole game. Um yeah, I mean, so so what you have anything to say about this? I mean, somehow United I, how about United are three points behind
1: City. Can you believe that? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. When you say it and think about it, it is crazy. Um the, United should have lost like four to nothing. Newcastle can't finish their dinner. Al Moran missed a couple. I mean, it, it should have been way worse than it was. Um, if you watch the game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's there's no argument there. It should have been three or four nothing by the half. Uh, so, yeah, Harry, Harry Maguire was offsides on a header in the 91st. Uh, that would have tied it. But, nope, offsides, game over. And then they, they go and um, do what they did today. Uh, I just – I got to say, man um, – They're one of the most wishy-washiest clubs that I've seen in some time. And I just – it's so hard to put your finger on them because you see a performance like United or something or them against PSG where they shut them down, and then you see something like today where they absolutely crumble to a team who's close to your – dear to your heart, and they look terrible. Um. Who's, who's true? true who can we talk about? True this and dear, True and dear to your heart is the Blues, Everton. They looked oh, yeah, so yeah. bad today. Yeah, I mean, I know we're we're talking about United match, but let me tell you, them transitioning from looking how they did against United into the Everton match today is ridiculous. I don't know how to think about them going into this champion Champions League match. Uh, this team, I just I can't. It's it's like flip a coin, dude. As far as your picks go, um, you don't know what you're gonna get. You just don't. So
0: the ten point deduction, Everton would have twenty points right now. They, that, do you yeah. realize they, that
1: would put them in in in, in tenth? Yeah. No. I, I I when I looked at the table today, I added ten to what they had after the win, and I was like, dude, Everton would be in above the middle. Like they were, they would be up there, but. I mean that ten points knocking them down, but they're out of they're out of the danger zone, man
0: um they are, and we
1: we we also said
0: that we also said that we we wouldn't have predicted them to to make the drop in the first place because Luton, Burnley and Sheffield are so bad yeah, yeah. um the bottom Agreed. three are uh, the well, yeah, the bottom three are really bad this year or the the three oh, worst yeah. clubs that everton weren't going to go down. Um, no. But they have six wins to their credit, yeah. So they're—I mean, yeah. Everton are safe. They're not gonna—they're not gonna make the drop this year, and not even come close to it. But yeah. it could be one of those seasons where they could have qualified for Europe if all yeah. things went right and they got the deduction. And I sent you the video yesterday, yeah. to all listeners, you know about the—that's the biggest punishment ever handed out in Premier League history. Was that yeah. punishment to Everton? Yeah. And it's which you know, is the very first is. Well, it's, yeah. it's, you know, this hasn't ever happened to Chelsea or Man City. Well, remember, yeah. Man City's got over 100 FFP violations yeah. that are being investigated for. So, so who knows yeah. what 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 the end result is going to be there? But, um, you know, it's it's, it, it's just one of those things where you know Man United are 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 up and down, up and down. Except they beat Chelsea yesterday, but they lose to Newcastle over the weekend. Newcastle yeah. beat United. They lose three nil to Everton. So it's it's, yeah. it's 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 really, um, it it's it, it, it's a crapshoot. It, it. Yeah. So yeah. Arsenal over Wolves. We knew that was come. Burnley five nil over Sheffield United. Brentford yeah. beat three one. Chelsea over Brighton. Uh, Chelsea ten men uh, beat Brighton three to two. A little bit surprised by that. I mean, we uh, yeah. we thought for sure. I mean, Conor Gallagher. He got he got escorted off in the forty fifth minute. Yeah. And they were able to to add another goal. Fernandez scored in the sixty fifth on a penalty. Yeah. And uh Joao Pedro got him to within one in the in stoppage time. But yeah, I mean I think Chelsea overall played a played a pretty decent game this I mean they, they, they had uh obviously defensively, but um thirty two percent possessions all they had, but they they had to because they had with their you know down to ten men, but they they played yeah. it well when they got um when they had the disadvantage on the pitch, they
1: they they were able to, to weather the storm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, down a man. I mean, my buddy Walker. I don't know if you're listening, but hopefully we'll have you on here soon. And he told me he said, "Man, I got my boys, so give me a, give me a prayer." And uh, of course, when I saw that red card, I was like, "Oh my god!" And thank God they went up three, and then they they held Brighton off because I I, I don't like seeing my buddies lose, but. You know, taking Chelsea or or depending on them for anything is is kind of not a smart move at the moment. Um, That was a good pick of of the match right there. But, uh, yeah, that game, Brighton should have done more, especially up a man. You you figure they'll be a little bit more deadly. But Chelsea held on for dear life, man. And then, you know, you, you see them play the other night, the other day against United, and they look completely discombobulated. So they're another one of those teams like Newcastle, except, you know Chelsea's a lot worse, but you just you can't never put a finger on them, man. You 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 don't know what you're gonna get. It's like a freaking uh, a a box of um, that caramel popcorn where you get a prize inside. You might get a card. You might get a piece of bubble gum. You know, you might get a, a marble. You don't know. Or cracker Jacks, yeah, yeah, Cracker Jack, yeah. You never know what you're gonna get, man. So. Uh, Good match for Chelsea, but then you just you look completely discombobulated the next match, so it's hard to give them props when they just can't string together a couple of good performances, man It's really sad it really is because you you they just won Champions League a couple years ago, and here they are you know twelfth place fifteenth place or whatever, dropping a bill, billion dollars, the American just spending money like he's you know. Bill Gates, and and he can't do anything with it. So, you know, I, Chelsea's just one of those sides that, you know, I just I, I would like to see them do better. It's fun to have their fans in the mix talking their trash, but this season's just pretty much you can stick a fork in it, man. You got to just hope to finish respectively and, and hope that Pochettino gets it together because if not, he's going to have to go. He, he's running out of time. As you yeah. know, yeah,
0: it's 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 looking it's looking bad, but they need to give him some time. They don't need to let him rush the time. They need to give him some time, like we talked about last week. They got to give yeah. him more than one window. Um, yeah. you know, I we I, I did defend the decision to to keep him on and to truly, um, you know, I, I I don't think that you need to rush this. I think you need to give him at least yeah, seasons, at least three windows. Yeah, you know, let him, him work give him give kid. him this this coming January so next month and then give him the next summer and then by next season he should have them definitely back in the top 9 so in the bottom or top 10 uh the top half of the table and 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 competing for Europe again. That that's a minimum next season yeah. to, to to keep yeah. his job.
1: And if not get rid of him, dude. I mean that's yeah. that, I wouldn't even beg to differ, you know, just do it. So, so Nick – uh, a lot of these results that
0: this weekday, the during the week, flipped on their flipped on their heads. Um, Arsenal barely survive against Luton, oh. four three. Yeah. Liverpool uh, at the death make it two nil against Sheffield United. Yeah. Uh, Wolves beat Burnley one nil. Burnley just came off of a five nil win over the weekend, and then they lose one nil to Wolves. Fulham in that shootout with Liverpool. They come out extremely pissed off. They blank Nottingham Forest 5-0. Yeah. They Bournemouth were and Crystal Palace 2-0 for Bournemouth. Brighton 2-1 over Brentford. Villa, we already talked about the upset over Man City. West Ham, we'll talk about this in a minute. So United and Chelsea, just talking about Chelsea real quick. So United beat Chelsea 2-1. Uh, you know, this Scott McTominay hits both goals. United honestly they they just I mean, Chelsea were just bad in this match. I mean United yeah. had 28 shots, it's the exact opposite of what they play normally other than possession, which you know a lot of times you can have possession and still get beat uh, oh, especially yeah. if the other if the other club, you know, um, maximizes their counters. Uh, United dominated this game. I mean, you know, 9 shots on target, that's triple what ch- Chelsea had in 28 shots. I mean, yeah. What, what, did, what did you think about this one? Oh, it was Listen, terrible. We're talking about the two teams that just looked a complete
1: opposite from the way they looked in the weekend. Yep. Yeah, man. It was I mean, from the start, I honestly want to say Chelsea looked good maybe for 15 minutes of that match. And um, you know, if you want to argue, not you, but someone wants to argue about it, you can, but you need to rewatch that match because there was nothing coming from Chelsea and you got to think this is ten Hag ball. This isn't some genius mastermind, you know, coaching this team to to you know titles and and Champions League glory. You know this guy is getting his behind drug around the European stage in Turkey, Germany, Denmark, and even in England at, during his first domestic league. So Chelsea just a terrible showing. I mean, nothing positive to say. United are going to be united. I don't have – this is just – they just played better than a crap Chelsea, and they won, and it should have been even worse than 2-1. to one. I actually watched this match. A lot of times I'll just watch watch-alongs and, you know, laugh and giggle, blah, 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 but this I had my eyes on, and, man, it was bad. Scott McTominay, I'll tell you, he he scores these, <laughs> these goals, and, and it's just funny because – I don't think he gets in a starting position in almost anywhere in the Premier League, except maybe six or eight clubs, you know, and here he is starting for the Manchester United. Well, I mean, to be fair, how many,
0: how many clubs would Fred have started for?
1: Oh yeah. Oh
0: dude. I mean, big it, time. United has had a player so here many. and there, you know, like Lukaku that would, that could start for mostly any club in, 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 in Europe or in the world, but yeah. that's, They've also and they had Pogba, but he was a bust. Yeah. And but you know for for every one of those, you have a, a you know Luke Shaw. Yeah. And yeah, I don't want to hear anybody talk about Luke Shaw and defend him when Josie Mourinho said he was absolute trash.
1: Yeah. Well, he and is. I will take
0: take Josie Mourinho's opinion on any player over anybody else, other than maybe an Ancelotti or Franz Beckenbauer or somebody like that. But yeah. Josie Mourinho's forgotten more football than most of us will ever know so
1: oh yeah the great um,
0: but that's just one example of one of these teams on the weekend uh nick what the other one that really comes to mind <clears> was <throat> today spurs who played you know lights out against city at the etihad to get the draw they lose to West Ham, and not only do they lose at West Ham, they lose at home to West Ham in the Derby. Yeah, and they were up. Again, West Ham had, this is my point, West Ham had 25% possession. That is, that's insanely low. Yeah. They had 251 passes the entire match and a pass accuracy of 73%, and yet Jared Bowen and James Ward-Prowse score 22 minutes apart after Romero opened it up in the 11th. And Tottenham never scored again, and West Ham did did what they needed to do. And it's just a matter – you can see it again. Possession doesn't mean wins. And West Ham had – with with the 11 shots they had, Spurs had 23, but it was seven to five shots on target. And, and, you know, Spurs were able to make one of those seven count, and West Ham made two of their five count. That's what it comes down yeah. to. So let's talk about this now. Spurs yeah. have now uh, – they have only won one match – In their last six, um, they have lost four of their last five, and they've dropped from first to fifth. So, uh, And they're in a tie with Man United on points, but they have a better goal differential. They're ahead of Newcastle by one, ahead of Brighton by two, and ahead of West Ham by three. And then then it starts to tail off a little bit with Chelsea. Yeah. um, so, so what do you see here? Like, what uh, what what's happening with Spurs? Are you see I mean, any signs here of of some wrong? I know Jennifer was is their biggest fan. Is that going to change?
1: Yeah, I mean that it shouldn't change. We're we're going to at least keep. Uh, she has to be true to this. She can't, you know. We don't have no wishy washy Americans in this household. So, I, you know, they 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 got bit by that injury bug. They did. Poro was out for three matches. They're missing Madison. Um, just a just it's hard though, because you played so well against city, but then you gotta step back and look how good is this city team right now, you know city not looking very well and and draw or losing to Villa and then drawing to tottenham you know they're they're not the city of of late, so how much you want to look at that tottenham draw is how you look at it, but i this the thing that brings you know light bulb goes off in my head is the one win out of six you got to you you can't do that to stay up top and and it's funny i follow a guy watches um live streams expressions and he says it best man he said they're just falling apart right in front of our eyes that that ange ball is is it was working but that injury bug and those red cards from that match two three matches ago destroyed them they couldn't beat city and then today they looked amazing that first half I was like what in the world they should have been up to nothing and then what happens West Ham with you know two goals to win but only the the small amount of uh, possession and it's funny man I I talked to a lot of people about football and possession stat means absolutely nothing you said it best man it's who's more deadlier with what you get
0: for instance, um there were so when Bayern the, the Pep teams, for example, would play um I think it was Luis Enrique at the time. I think he was at Barça, but um I think I think was was Ancelotti at Real Madrid? 'Cause this is this is Ancelotti's second stand at Madrid, right? Yeah, yeah, this is the second. Yeah, so I think I think Ancelotti were, was was there, and 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 he always made fun of the way he he said Bayern are 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 boring, and he would let when when they would play Real Madrid, he would let Bayern have seventy percent of the possession. Yeah, and 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 then he would just counterattack the hell out of them, you know. It just, yeah, and win. at that at that time they already they had Ronaldo and they had uh you know Benzema and you know he would just. Set traps for them, basically, if you will. Right? Yeah. Um, there's ten play- when Bayern have seventy percent possession against Darmstadt, they're going to win eight nil. But yeah. Real Madrid aren't Darmstadt, Real- and Real Madrid are willing to let Liverpool or Bayern or City have more possession because they like Vinicius Junior or somebody like that will catch yeah. you down the wing and will make you pay dearly because it yeah, only takes. Ten seconds to make you pay, and you can sit there with your buildup for twenty minutes and get nothing, yeah. and and, yeah. and 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 Real Madrid can snap there. Anyways, just Real Madrid, but Barca can do it. This is the old teams I'm talking about with the, you know Messi, yeah. Neymar, uh, Luis Suarez, those the, those guys, right? So yeah. Bayern would still have possession, but they would get their teeth kicked in um, because because they because uh, the the teams they were playing knew what to do once they dispossessed Bayern, right? Oh um, yeah, so so that so this is one of those another one of those matches examples like seventy five percent possession
1: for Spurs, and they lose at home. Yeah. You know, yeah, oh yeah, first half it was it was a story of the halves, man. First half amazing, second half completely fell apart, and I witnessed it, man. I watched it firsthand, and it's crazy. Uh, if if anyone else is watching it, you just kind of felt that. West Ham was going to do something and sure enough I think it was like a might have been a deflection on the first one I can't remember Uh, you know I'm heads foggy but one of them was deflection and it was just like what okay they deserve that now they're probably going to go up and win and sure enough they got that goal for the win and Tottenham just heads down man heads down FC they go down it's like they have no fight to come back man I mean they did it versus City but you know, we got to spotlight city and say that this isn't the same one, you know, same city we know. So, yeah, th- this match possession meant nothing, and West Ham just knew how to finish their food, man. Well, I mean, it's definitely uh,
0: something. Uh, Spurs are, are in a tailspin, so they need to figure something yeah. out quickly. Um, just six weeks ago, we were talking about how he could pot- potentially be up for manager of the year. Um. So we talked about, you know, we've talked about before on this program that Conte rage quit middle of the season, right? Yeah. Um, Not that this guy's going to rage quit, but like, do you think, and I want to make a, so there's, there is a recent, there's a recent comparison to this. Um, Not the same exact results, but just hear me out. Okay. Back in twenty. Sixteen, seventeen, or seven. whenever Peter Bosch took over for Thomas Tuchel at Borussia Dortmund, I think it was 15, 16, 17, 18, 17, 18, I think it was. Yeah, 1718. Yes. Um, they want like they were destroying people. Yeah. And they were, I think they were top of the table. I think and and then Borussia Glob beat them six to one. Just annihilated them, and Peter Bosch was sacked before Christmas. he went from top of the table in the Bundesliga in like october mid October or something early October to out of a job before christmas and so do you do you see Spurs getting the seat getting hotter at, right now and, and and with with tottenham or do you think this is like i mean this is this is a bad run of form, man. We can't.
1: There's no way you can deny this. No, nah, I don't. I don't think it's time to panic. I mean, if anyone, if you're a Tottenham fan, you're you're used to some pain, so you got to just buckle up and let this play itself out. I don't. I don't see him rage quitting like Conte or anything. I know you're not implying that's what you're thinking, but th- this just this is just a little bump, man. I mean, for them to be up was just that beginning of the season, you know. Uh, wonder kind of results for for a club just getting their uh, feet in. Harry Kane being sold, a lot to prove, and you just got to give them some time, man. I mean, D- Tottenham will still finish, you know, four to six, four between four and seven, but I don't think it's time to start, you know, really panicking. I mean, you can't you can't just. Be all in, and you know he's winning manager of the month. We're talking about manager of the year, and next thing you know, he's you know let's sack him because he he's uh he hasn't won in six matches. Um, you got to give him this season and give him time. I, I think they bounce back. I think whenever um uh, they get back healthy, get Madison back because you got to remember Madison was one of the pickups of the season, man. So far, absolutely, absolutely one of the signings of the season for sure. Time, yeah, and and that was easy to see. So. You gotta, you gotta give him a little bit of time. Let Madison get back and uh, and and see what he can do with Tottenham. But I, if I was a fan, I wouldn't start. I mean, you're so used to getting bantered and battered. I mean, what? what it's just a little bit more. Okay. Well, looking ahead, um,
0: doesn't get easier for Spurs. They play Newcastle on yeah. Sunday. So they, so so here, right here is a test. Right, Arsenal, Aston Villa. That's a battle of the top three right there. Yeah. If Arsenal drop points there, yeah. Liverpool have Crystal Palace. Liverpool could be in first place by by week's end. Yeah. Um, City, I will make a bold prediction here. City's losing streak and their draw streak will come to an end. They play Luton Town on Sunday morning. They will I think they will win that seven nil. Bold prediction. I think all their frustrations will come out. Yeah. Um but it won't be enough to get them past anybody else. No, uh, I think they'll still stay depending on what Arsenal will do with Villa, but I think I think Villa is going to beat Arsenal, and I think Liverpool is going to beat Palace, so I think Liverpool is going to be in first. Arsenal is going to be in s- well, actually Ars- well, Aston Villa will be in second, Arsenal third, and City will be in fourth. Yeah, what are your thoughts?
1: No, I, I I think that's about right. I mean, it's time for Arsenal to slip up. I mean, they they got that lucky win with Rice scoring that goal with no time left, uh, against Luton and uh, city is a two goal favorite against Luton town. So, you know, a hundred bucks wins you $7 if you take city. So, um, yeah, man, I, I like, I like what you're saying here. I think, uh, pool definitely can handle crystal palace. It'll be a low scoring game. We won't get all the excitement like we saw in Fulham and, um, it'll be a, a battle, but pool will pull it out. And, um, I think City win, and then uh, Aston Villa will beat Arsenal, and then you'll get all these teams will start to move it on up, moving on up like the Jeffersons, man. The Jeffersons,
0: yes. George. Closer um, to the top. George Jefferson. They finally got it. They finally get a piece of the pie.
1: Yep. Yep. And that's Um, one more match I do want to talk
0: about real quick before we get off the Premier League. We've been talking about it way too long, Um, but we need to talk real quick about. Everton and Chelsea. How do you see this one going? So, this is obviously a big match for Chelsea. Everton are like Everton's just trying to avoid regu- re- re- uh, relegation. They've already pretty much done that. This is a Goodison Park. So, um, I, how do you see this one going, man? Like this is this could go either way.
1: I think Everton keep it trucking, now. They've been playing lights out, playing defensively sound. Newcastle couldn't even even bother them at all and of course all the goals came late but i think this is gearing up to be like a one nothing or one one chelsea might squeak away with a draw but it's going to be another low scoring affair with defense and everton might sneak away with that win i um they're they're underdogs of course but if you look at chelsea's like injury list and you know no great, no uh like con or uh what's his name's out because uh, of the red card, um, so you, it's hard to take Chelsea, man. They're just so wishy washy. I, I would think Chelsea could at least get a draw, but you, you just, it's hard to see that when they're at Goodison Park. You know well as anybody. You, you said it when Liverpool played there. That man, it could go either way.
0: Yeah, it, it, exactly, exactly. It could go either way. It's it, you know, and and Everton are trying to. Um... They're mad. Yeah, they're mad. They they they're pissed that they got to, they they took a fall that a lot of other clubs probably should have taken, as well. Um yeah. So we had we, real quick uh, jump into the Bundesliga. Um, we start off with a with a banger of a match on Friday, which was Cologne and Darmstadt. I mean, woo! Uh, One nil Cologne win that that basically you know for Cologne it gets them out of the bottom three, which which first time this season I think that's that's the case for them. Uh but for, but more or less I told you the only big game that we had, so Leipzig took care of business, they beat Hoffenheim, uh Heidenheim, sorry. Um, a little bit of an upset here with uh Bochum beating Wolfsburg, uh Freiburg beat Mainz, Augsburg over Frankfurt, a little bit of an upset. Stuttgart take care of business against Fiat Bremen, so they stay in second. Uh sorry, in third. But Dortmund and Leverkusen, I told you that Dortmund was gonna was gonna pee all over your cereal, man, and they did.
1: Yeah.
0: I told you that. I called <laughs> it
1: and yeah, I mean, that's
0: exactly what it, happened. And even you said that Leverkusen were lucky to even get the draw. They should have probably no, yeah, had all. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they they definitely were. I I won't even sit here and lie. They, they got that late goal for the draw, and then you just kind of knew it was going to end in that draw. I felt terrible for all my money com- comrades because everyone and their mom had freaking over two and a half or three and a half, and everybody lost. So, you know, not the excitement everyone wanted, but I have to say, man – that definitely hurt um it wasn't what i wanted to see um Bayern munich or aka daddy have a game in hand where they could be uh, tied with leverkusen in points when they do play berlin but you know i'm gonna keep dreaming and hoping man i know it's it's pretty much uh as you say it's it's over with but um I'm gonna hope that uh, Tuchel just has an absolute stinker here real soon, and we get we get a loss for for Dad here. So That's what I'm for the match that we didn't have. The
0: ninth match was snowed out because Munich was like basically Antarctica, and so that would have been Union Berlin, who probably would have yeah. got promptly blown out at the Allianz Arena, probably five nil. Um, yeah. So they're So now uh, Leverkusen's still on top, but Bayern have a game in hand and they have a better goal differential. So. Um, yeah. I was only wrong that Byron would not be in first at the end of the week because they didn't play. So Leverkusen yeah. are still your Bundesliga leaders. Um, this week, though, Nick, uh, Leverkusen and Stuttgart, big one here, number one versus number three. This is huge. Also, five versus four, Dortmund versus Leipzig. That That's massive. I so And then Frankfurt plays Bayern. So Byron will win. Byron's going to beat Frankfurt 4-0. Uh I have, I think th- this, this is a very tough one to pick because this one is at the MHP arena and Leverkusen are slight favorites, but I'm going to say that Boniface has a brace and Florian Veertz adds one more. I think that Leverkusen and Stuttgart have a little bit of a, a shootout. And I think Leverkusen win three to two. Uh, I like Girasi to hit, to, to also score a brace. And then I think Leipzig are going to beat Dortmund three to one. And, Put Dortmund in serious jeopardy, missing on the Champions League, which I know that that has them crying, crying to their daddy about. But uh, what, what, do, what do you think about these matches?
1: Yeah, man, I'm i uh, I'm hoping that, you know, Zabi he he does his, does what he needs to do, gets the win there. I think it definitely. I mean, if any match is going to be a shootout, you got to think Stuttgart and Leverkusen. I mean, you got to. Um, I like your three to two. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. Th- I, Stuttgart has a, has a hard time getting some goals, man, and I, I like Leverkusen's D. I'm going to just go one less goal for them and say the 3-1 to one because I think Victor gets a brace, and I do like either Wirtz or the Argentinian to get a goal also. Um, uh, Placios. So I'll say 3-1 to Leverkusen, and then I do like – I think Leipzig's going to wipe the floor with BVB. BVB in league play right now is going to just – they're going to get trounced and then what they'll do is is they'll shock the world in Champions League and end up you know winning there so i'm going to i'm going to go with leipzig 3 nothing and bvb gets smashed and then they have their eyes on Champions League wow okay so you got bvb doing some damage in the Champions League then okay well um, i don't oh no you got to understand me and BVB is that round peg in a square hole. I mean, no matter what I think is going to happen, you can mark it as opposite because it's just as well as you and I know BVB has been because they're so doing- Hispanic, man. They got they got <laughs> dual personalities. Yeah. So, so for me to say they're going to crap out in Champions League just this one last match week, sure, could it happen? Of course, because it is BVB. But by God, are they really going to make wait till the last one to screw it up? I guess it's right into the right up into their uh, their DNA, but I, every time I go against them, they usually do good. So it's like I almost want to hope they do well, so they tr- they stink the place up. The last season that you could depend on
0: BVB to do something was was uh 2015 16 when they yeah. I think they had the record points for a second place team that season. They finished second to Bayern, but they they had like 78 points that season. That, that was Thomas Tuchel's first year after um. Replacing Klopp, Kopp, right? and he did a, he did a yeah. fantastic job with them. All things considered, um, oh, yeah. and yeah, that was that was that was really the pinnacle of it. That's when you could rely on them to do something to <laughs> do so, You know, beat the teams they were supposed to beat, and 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 you know they they did still in that season they got trounced by bio. I think Lewandowski scored. Uh, I think that's when he scored. I think Lewandowski scored like five goals against them by himself. Oh Jesus! He, and he, sco- yeah. he scored him in like he. There was one game, and I want to say it was against Dortmund. I may be wrong. I'm not going to look it up, so anybody can correct me if you want. But he he did this at one point, but I don't know if it was against Dortmund or not. But I think Lewandowski scored like five goals in nine minutes. Oh yeah, that
1: was a that was a record, and it was against. That, that, the- I want to say it was against Dortmund. He just teabagged them like so bad. It was against. Well, he set the record. It might have been Wolfsburg. It
0: might have been Wolfsburg. It might have yeah. been. It, it was one of the. It was one of the better clubs in Germany. But yeah. he also. But that year, that year. That Tuchel's first year, Bayern did beat uh, Dortmund f- five nil or five to one or something like that. So, yeah. and that was when Dortmund were really hyped, as like they're There's gonna more- usurp yeah. Bayern and and Tuchel is gonna, um, you know, he's gonna bring them bring the hardware, the silverware back back to Dortmund where it belongs after Klopp left, and Bayern just destroyed them. I and mean, this is you know, yeah. Rebery, Robin, Frank, yeah.
1: the um, legend.
0: You know, uh, Robert Lewandowski, Jerome Boateng, Philip Lahm, yeah. Bastian Schweinsteiger. This is prime Bayern, right? They just destroyed. Oh yeah. UB. So, anyways, but besides Bayern, you could you could uh, count on Dortmund to to do what they were supposed to do. But uh, yeah, yeah. They're, they they got split per, dual personality, man. So I I I think that Leipzig are going to beat them. I agree with you one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but jumping over to Spain real quick, man, like, you know, the big match last week was obviously Barcelona versus Atleti. That was a one nil to Barca. Felix scored in twenty eighth minute. And other than that, one much happening. Uh two shots on goal for Barca, four for Atleti. And yeah, just never never went to full motion, man. Never got really got cranked up. But yep. three big points for Barca. They still yep. have a game in hand due Atletico. So we'll yep. see. But um still a two two horse race between Real Madrid and Girona, they both won over the weekend. Girona beat Valencia, Real Madrid beat Granada. So, yeah, um, tied on points. This week, Girona have Barcelona, huge matchup. Yeah. That's uh, second place versus third place. And let's see, um, Villarreal Real play Real Sociedad, and Real Betis plays Real Madrid. So, yeah. um, on those things, I, so I think I think this is the, this is where the little fairy fairy tale comes to an end. For hero, I think Barcelona will beat them two to one, and huh? Real Madrid's going to beat Real Betis three nil, and Atletico will beat Almeria one nil.
1: Oh yeah, Sorry, Villar- Villarreal
0: will beat Sociedad. Sorry, Sociedad will beat Villarreal two to one. Sorry, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, Urana. played today, and they sat everyone. Only brought on some of the stars at the end, and they of course advanced in the. Um, in the cup there in Spain, I, I I'm going to go with a shocker here, man. Barcelona is a big favorite. I'm talking about hundred wins you fifty on Barca. I'm going to go. I, I would take a draw or Girona to win here. Um, I just I don't see it from Barca, man. That one nothing against Atleti. Uh, something tells me this could be that trap game, man. I know it's it's in, it's in Barca's backyard could it be could it be the flu talking of course could it be the 102 temp maybe uh-huh. but i'm going to say i would take own win draw and 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 we can all uh, laugh at this later I, they're just such a good team and they're going to play up to barcelona man this is a big match this is their in, in their backyard uh they they everyone wants to beat barcelona and i just i think barcelona hasn't been able to finish man they haven't been able to finish a lot of one nothing, two nothing. Hell, I mean they lost to Shakhtar this season in Champions League. So you know I'm gonna give Urhona a chance. I'm gonna I'm gonna say we'll say one one or one to two to Urhona. I, I wanna I wanna go with a win draw. Uh, I can't quite put my foot on the win, but I do think it's gonna be a close game. You know what? Screw it. I'll say two one to Yorona, and I'll be sure to you know put five bucks on it. Definitely put your five bucks on it.
0: Yeah, um, I got five on it, as the loonies used to say.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. So, um, Italy had a couple of matches this past week that had some had some standing to them. Juventus beat Monza two to one. That was uh, that was a, that was a much needed result for Monza because it looked like you know when I predicted it, like Napoli and Inter had draw written all over it. But Inter go down to Naples and absolutely hammer Napoli three nil. Chanololu, Barella, and Turam score. Um, about they scored three goals in 41 minutes, and starting with Hakan and yeah, I mean they just took every advantage of of, the, of what Napoli gave them, and yeah. Inter now, and Juventus still neck and neck. They both in their last five undefeated. It goes way further than that, actually. It goes way beyond the last five, but we're just looking at what what's on form for the last five. The only draw, yeah. of course, was to each other. Yeah. So two points still separate Inter and Juve, and the return Thank fixture you. will be at the San Siro. So that's something to look forward to second half of the season. But um, yeah, Inter. I mean, did you did you what? Did, I mean, we talked about this in person about Inter not Napoli. I mean, I was shocked by this result. I Inter, Inter yeah. just keep surprising people, right? I mean, this is um, you know, the lineup comes. You know, you have like I said last week that three five two is is is. Is deadly for them. They just know how to play. Dom yeah. Darmian, Aserbi, and DeVry, and then DeMarco, Mikitarian, Chanalolo, Barella, and Dumfries in the middle, and yeah. Notaro and Turam up front. That is they're, – they're, they're solid. They're sound defensively. They have two excellent um, scoring threats up front, and their midfield is about as rock solid as it can get. You have Mkhitaryan and that They're excellent passers, have great vision, are great on the ball. They're smart. Miki um, Tarian's extremely smart. He's all I mean, oh, yeah. even, you know, going back to his time at Dortmund, he was he he started off slow, then he became one of the most important players for that club before oh, yeah. moving on to Arsenal. I, I yeah. mean,
1: I just like everything about this team, Nick. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you, man. I'm I'm starting to fall in love with the inner squad. I I, I really am. I <clears throat> I gave Napoli a slight chance. I didn't um I didn't think Napoli would win or anything, but you know the zero to three, the score line was 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 really bad. I mean, not not many people expected that much of a beatdown because you got to think, man. Napoli had all the Napoli had almost. They had fifty seven percent to forty three, but in the possession game, I mean, that doesn't matter. You got to you look at stuff like crosses completed. You know, Inter have them beat. You got distance covered. Inter covered that by far. I mean it just they outplayed them in every aspect and uh yeah they capitalized on all those goals they're starting to look really good Thurum, you got Dumfries playing on that on that right side man looking really good I I mean I it's funny I forget that Thurum and Dumfries are there sometimes and then they show these flashes of freaking excellence and brilliance and then you beat teams like Napoli 3 to nothing um it, they're they're a force, man. I mean, they plug anyone in in that uh, goal goalkeeper position because you see, Onana isn't worth a crap, and they just they that back line, those three guys are holding this ship together, man. Uh, I'm it's going to be hard to take that title from them. Juventus have a have a task, man, a, a tough one at that.
0: Yeah, so we got some heavy hitters in Italy this weekend
1: because yeah, because sorry. they're they're yes.
0: Um, a lot, a lot of big matchups. We have from the Allianz Stadium starting us off tomorrow will be Juventus and Napoli. Yeah. And so it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't get any easier for Napoli. It doesn't get Lost any easier for Juventus. So uh, Napoli needs to turn it around really quickly, man. Roma have passed them. Roma's now a champion league spot. Look at don't look now. Josie Mourinho's coming. They've won yeah. two in a row, three of the last four. Um, they've taken ten possible points from their last twelve. Roma's on the rise. Napoli's on the fall. Napoli have lost two of their last three. Um, how, how do you see this one going out
1: in uh, UV? Juve? Juventus are going to win this, match. Juventus is at home. I'll say 2-0. They're going to continue going, man. Napoli Napoli's going to start unraveling here, and I'm telling you, this is the point where they sell Oshaman, and they sell the Georgian, the uh, Kuchkavelia. They're they're about to offload those two guys. I'm, I'm telling you, it's coming. Where they go, we're, we're yet to see but they are going to fall out of this top, these top spots, and these guys are going to be sold, and we're going to see what Napoli do. But I think Juventus take this two nothing. Moises Keane with a brace.
0: Um, I'm going to give Napoli one. I'm going to give Juventus. Juventus is going to squeak by again with another one goal um winner. So that's going to be that's going to be two one for Juventus. Uh, Inter and Udinese. Uh, this is watch out, banana peel here. It's at the San Sido, so I don't feel as bad about it. But um I think Enter get by with a one 0 here against Udinese after the after the back to back they've had some brutal matchups recently against Juve and Napoli. So they, they you kind of look at this one as a breather, but I I think they're gonna squeak by with a one 0 here. I think Udinese will get up for this match. I yeah. think Enter Enter get the three points, but it'll be hard it'll be a hard fought match.
1: Yeah, they they like shutting down teams. Uh, both teams have scored in this match, three matches in a row. But I don't see it happening. I, I say two two nothing here. It'll be a close one and enter uh, further their their uh, their points up. And if, if Juventus slip to Napoli, I will say that it could start getting ugly. So we got ourselves a good weekend here in Italy. You know. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So another
0: matchup will be uh, Atalanta versus Milan. This is going to be in Bergamo and actually Atalanta are favored. So yeah. I'm going to go with a 2-2 draw here. 2-2 draw and um <laughs> that doesn't that that doesn't hurt Milan too much. No. Um Atalanta though in eighth they need to make up some points, but I I like a 2-2 draw here for them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Atlantia need to win. I, I watched them and they just made me mad. So I'm going to say Pulisic with a brace. His hamstrings better. I'm going to go two nothing, man. Lookman can't score. Atlantia starts focusing on that Europa and they drop at the table Two nothing Milan. OK, um, last one is Roma
0: and Fiorentina. So this is now the newly fourth-place Roma side versus sixth-place Fiorentina. They're separated by one point. Fiorentina could jump into a Champions League spot themselves, the win here. Um, So this is huge. This is a very big matchup. Can Mourinho keep the momentum going? It is in Rome. It is at the Olympic Stadium, or Stadio Olimpico, as they call it. Um, I have... I have a funny feeling about this one. Um, this is what – like, I know Roma's in form. But I think it's I think it's going to come – I think it's going to be nil-nil. It's going to come down to the wire, and I think Roma's going to win
1: 1-0 El Shirari at the death. Dude, you you ain't telling me nothing. I could totally see that. Uh, how many times do we see Roma do something like that too, man? I mean, hell, the way they lost to – to enter was on an 81st goal, one, nothing. So who's to say they can't get 80, 82nd, 83rd themselves for the win. Fiorentina just played a Copa Italia match where they were losing to Parma. Yes. Parma Serie B side. And they oh, had a very to a good one. To- a
0: very good city B side.
1: Oh, very good. Yeah. They'll be, they'll be, they'll be promoted. So we'll see them next season up, but they took them. It took them Beltran, a r- river plate player to come in and take control of that. they, they tied it two, 2 to 2 and then they had to win in penalties but they're a little tired from that. I'm going to say uh one nothing like you said, but I'm going to go with the the early goal curse. Lukaku with a goal in like the 20th minute and then it just ends one nothing. Fair enough. Um,
0: Nick we we have uh so that 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 you know basically wraps it up for the league. I w- won't talk about France this week. We have something much bigger to talk about. Um we had a relegation in Brazil this week, uh, Nick. First time in 111 years. I want you to talk a little bit about that because I know South American football is one of your great passions. You showed me the clips. The city was on fire. It's a really bad situation down there. Can Can you? Uh, uh, this is something that we need to talk about and comment on because it's historic, and it's it's sad. And the closest thing I guess you could say, you know, you said it last night was. Hamburg being relegated, but Hamburg was relegated after 50 plus years. This is over a century. So can you talk
1: a little bit about this? Yeah. So, you know, last night watching, we got a big race in Syria, not in France. Of course not. No, we're talking about Brazil. You got Palmeiras pretty much sealing it up. Endrick, the Real Madrid player who, you know, gave his goodbyes. He's off to Spain. um, And so is, uh, Um, the guy for Paranissi, he signed for Barcelona. So two guys going to big league, top tier teams, leaving the Serie A side. But at the bottom, we had a race to stay up. And your beloved, Pele, Neymar, um, hell, even um, Gabby Goal, your Inter Milan uh, tryout, he had his chance. He came from Santos. So, They ended up losing two to one. Now, I want to set you up for this, okay? So, all Santos needs to do is not lose, okay? Vasco da Gama, who has Dimitri Payet, okay? Mind you, Dimitri Payet, the 34 year old star, Wonder, Wonder, West Ham Wonder Kid, you know, Uh, down here playing for Brazil, and they're playing Bragantino while Santos have Fortezela who just lost in the Copa America final. Well, it's 0-0 and then Bragantino go up. Okay, okay. no Vasco go up, then yeah. Bragantino deny it. Santos is 0-0, so it's all it's all good. It's all okay. Then you get uh Fortezella goes and scores in the they score in the 39th minute to go up. So Santos is now down. Be- or no, Vasco's now down because it's still a draw on Vasco, and Santos is down. Well, Messias ties it, the defender, for Santos, and you know the crowd goes crazy. He played at Rio Ave in Portugal for a little bit, came back to his beloved America MG, and then played for Santos. Well, 1-1, but Vasco ends up going a man up and then they score against Bragantino to go up 2-1. Mind you, the crowd knows that they need a win now. And let me tell you, the last second for Fortisela, Lucero, Juan Lucero, the player who played, you know, he played in Jor, he played uh, Club Tijuana, uh, Colo Colo, he scored a winner in the 90-minute plus six and sealed the death for Santos, who have not been relegated for the history of their club, mind you it's been 111 years so we witnessed history last night and i will say neymar was watching the game it's funny i i tweeted at a guy who has you know a lot of followers and he wasn't saying nothing about the match i side tweeted him and next thing you know he's posting you know neymar's watching the match i showed him a screenshot of neymar in the hospital watching santos and then I say he's Neymar's watching the demise. Guy posted also, and then the internet just blows up with videos from Santos. 111 years, the city was rioted. The uh, the cars were being burnt down. Uh, players on the pitch crying. I mean, I sent you clips. There was people yeah. with tears, man. 111 yeah. years. Think about that. So Hamburg yeah. had
0: 50, right? No, yeah, it was more than 50. It was like 56 or something. But yeah, because it was the, – when the Bundesliga, they were the only club, they were called the Dino, the Dinosaur, yeah. because they had never been extinct. Uh, Bayern even got re- – Bayern had less seasons in the top tier than Hamburg. Hamburg had more seasons than any other club. That's now mm-hmm. obviously changed because they've been in yeah. second for like five years now. But yeah. um, at the time, 2017-18, Hamburg was the – Torchbearer for the most seasons in the Bundesliga, but it was fifty and some change. Yeah. This is this is this this goes back to before. This goes
1: back to before World War One, man. Yeah, no. This Santos, one of the most historic clubs in Brazilian football, are now going to be playing in the Serie B. And I want to say, man, I follow these top two, these two tiers, Serie B, Serie A, even C. I watched C. I watched um I watched Martellini for Arsenal in Serie C. So you know I. I've paid attention to all of them, and I gotta say, man, it's not as difficult as let's say Germany or Spain or whatnot, but it's still difficult, man. The 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 money, you gotta have a little bit of money to keep these guys because Cruzario, this just happened to Cruzario four or five years ago, and they stayed down for three years. And to say that is mind blowing because Cruzario is like Liverpool. It's like United. That's a historic club who just, hell, they just won the Copa de Libertadores not three years before they got relegated. But that that's what bad management does. But Santos is like, is the equivalent of like a Liverpool getting relegated, man. It was such big news, man. I felt so bad for Brazilian people. And seeing them come and fight back to get up is going to be something to watch because I watched Cruzeiro and Grêmio just did it last season. Um, these teams have a hard time, man. They got a they got a big crosshair on their back because everyone wants to beat them. Teams like Sal Carrero, who who are worth you know a million dollars, get to play Santos, who are so historic, and they come to play to beat those guys because they want to say, "Hey, we beat these people." And when I tell you they have a lot of kids and 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 actual like. I don't want to say school bus drivers and school teachers, but almost that, man. These teams don't have uh, very big professionals. And and to play a team like Santos is historic. So it's going to be something to keep our eye on. I mean, we get, we get Brazil League coming back up April, May. So we got a while, but by this time next year, we can hope to say Santos come back up. But this is the biggest news out of Brazil since, you know, I, I don't even – since Neymar signed his two hundred million contract, you know, like nothing. Santos is big, big. Well, let me ask you
0: this: um, Is Santos going down? Is this a situation like with Hamburg, where they go down and they stay down, or, they, or do you see them coming back up immediately? If they, is, this no, those, is this one good of those? Is this one of those slip on, slip on a banana peel and break your neck type of things? Or no,
1: they're, it's going to be like Grêmio; they'll come right back up. I I don't think they're going to stay down because I watched their youth program too. They have an amazing uh, uh, tournament in January with the under 20s. I actually watch it because you see a lot of talent. I mean, Audrey Santos, he's on Chelsea, uh, Liverpool. You guys were looking at a guy on Fluminense who played with the under 20s. That tournament Santos is a team to reckon with. They are very good. And a lot of these youngsters are going to get their chance to shine for this team in Serie B. And, they do good. I, I see them coming back up. Sporting uh, rec- Recife, they come back up, and then it's going to be a close ma- close spot for the bottom t- for the last two spots. But I think uh, Santos comes back up, and I- I'll remember that it's the tenth episode, and I'll, I'll clip it. And uh, when they come back up, I can say I told you so. But Santos is too historic, man. They're okay. too good of a kids,
0: way good. Well, here's the thing. How did it come to this for Santos? Why are they? Why did they find that? Why did such a historic club that produced so many great yeah. players, as you mentioned, get to the spot where they? were I mean, that's not the way it was with Hamburg. Hamburg was a um, a very slow decline over the course of about ten years that yeah. culminated in their relegation, where they escaped nearly a couple, like what what happened with Santos what was the demise yeah. cuz weren't they pretty good still when Goby goal was playing for them 5 6 years yeah. ago Yes,
1: yeah Santos was was doing good and you'd see him in Copa America, and they'd be in the top tier or top you know top 8 or so but they lost their last three they even lost a game to Internacional uh 7 to 1 this season it's just their defense man they couldn't they, I don't want to say mismanagement or mismanagement of funds, but they didn't per- – when they got rid of their their players who were scoring goals or doing well, they wouldn't replace them. Um, they brought back a player who played on Toronto from uh, Venezuela, and he ended up playing really well for them and winning them some matches, but it just wasn't enough in the end. And, and it's a good question, man, because I can't wait to see someone with a lot more access to a lot more data and maybe who can talk to people, but I'd love to know how they crumbled this deeply from what I see. It was just a lack of replacing your top players because a lot of these guys leave and go and play overseas or, or whatnot and you got to replace them or you end up losing eight to one to teams like international and, and then you just, you look crazy. So it's gonna be good to see a deep dive, I will say, uh, I think it was just not replacing your top stars. so I guess it can go a little bit under mismanagement, but I do see them coming back up because their youth program is just top notch. That's just like you know, Leon or something. I mean, they're of course, they'll go down and suffer for a little bit, but Santos has such good kids. they could come back the next season, and well, this listen, is it looks like yeah.
0: they did it to themselves because they 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 lost their last 3 matches and they were winless yeah. in their last 5 so they had a draw a draw followed by three consecutive losses a negative 25 goal differential so they, it looks like they did this to themselves they still somehow managed 43 points which is only 1 point off of safety but the bottom 4 in brazil go down not the bottom 3
1: so yeah i will give you a crazy stat and then and then we can leave it to this because i i think this is probably it the club had 10 managers in 3 years let me repeat that. Ten managers in three years. Damn. So we can say erratic management is a cause for this. And you can thank the owners, man. Hey, Neymar, open your pockets, buy your club, pay some manager to stay, and get your club up, buddy.
0: Well, at the top of the table, we, we, we talked uh, a couple weeks ago about Botafogo being in first. Oh,
1: epic collapse. Yeah, so they were oh. they, right.
0: winless in their last five as well. They, they, they weren't much better than Santos. They had four draws, and they lost their last match of the season. They ended up finishing in fifth, six points off the top of Palmeiras. So, um, yeah, they had a complete and utter that, – the, and the only reason to bring them up is because we talked about the American who owns Botafogo is the same guy
1: yeah. That- yeah.
0: who owns Leon, who are also about to be – in very very dangerous position in France.
1: Oh, big time, dude! Botafogo is literally one of the biggest collapses that I've witnessed myself, and I watch a lot of football. Man, I'm talking about if you count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven matches without a win in their last eleven, you cannot do that and be at the top of your table because you will bump fumble it. And it's crazy, man. Like, why do you do this and give it to Palmeiras, who win it all the time? This was a complete and utter just just epic collapse, dude. I mean, they, they'll forever be etched in my, my head for how terrible their last 11 matches were. I'm talking about loss after loss. Not to mention they drew six in a row. So, yeah, man, this end of this season was great. They gave me something to watch at nighttime. Yeah. I tell people all the time I love my night matches, Colombia and Brazil, but last night was historic. And if you're listening to this, you heard history here because Santos was probably one of the biggest clubs to ever get relegated that you'll ever hear in your entire life. So yeah. Well, hey, um I know
0: our voices are dying. Like I said this is the sick episode. We'll be we'll be back and better than ever next week. Uh, but yeah, we covered it all, man. We we got through the prem Got all that we didn't talk about France, but you know, hey, got to take it out. this Santos story was big. Um, yeah. We consider ourselves a, a global football show, so we had to talk about it. This is bigger. That's probably bigger than anything that happened in Europe simply because those leagues still have over half a season to go. And this was the final oh, yeah. of Brazil. And of course, Brazil is one of the biggest feeders of players to Europe. So a lot of these players that you see today yeah. in Brazil are going to be superstars and mega stars in, in Europe and maybe Saudi yeah. Arabia. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, yeah. hope, hopefully not, but, um, yeah. yeah, you know, the, the, the next generation of Neymar's and, um, well, now he's fat Ronaldo, but the Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Roberto Carlos, um, the, the, those, those players are, are in, in, you know, the, look, Gabriel Jesus is one of them. Roberto <laughs> Firmino was one of them. Um, yeah. Philip Coutinho was one for a while. Uh, Fabinho, those are all the next generation. They all come from. Brazil. Uh, obviously, we talked about the fact that Liverpool and and uh, City have the two national keepers with Allison and Ederson. So, I mean, yeah. you you the Brazilian league, the Argentinian league are both very important because that's where yeah. it's not just the youth programs in Europe that give themselves the replenishment of, of players that they need, but they also buy mm-hmm. like Lotaro Martinez. Enter, they buy him from Argentina and, yep. um, where was he, at? he yeah. was racing club, right? Yeah. So club. it's too. very important. It's, yeah. It's, 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 it's very important. So we, we have to cover it. So I'm glad that Absolutely. you got to talk about this. I mean, I know you were watching it live last night and it's a big deal. And oh, yeah. I, I, you know, I know that everyone roots for the little guy and they want all these clubs like Darmstadt and, you know, uh, Luton <sighs> to hang around, but at the same time you hate to see, it at the expense of someone like a Santos or like a Hamburg or or God León or somebody like that because they're just staples. Yep. There's just certain clubs that you just associate with the top tiers. And you know, as yep. much as like, you know, as a Liverpool supporter be like, well if Man, if Man United went down, haha, but like that would be devastating for the Premier League, yeah. to be quite honest That's with right. you. Because they're still a top five club in the world when it comes to revenue and, you know, uh, um <laughs> kit sales and all this stuff. So yeah. you – there's just – it's fine if, you know, Toulouse gets relegated. But you don't want to see, you know, Monaco, Lyon, Santos, yeah. um, Schalke, unfortunately. You don't want to see them yeah. get relegated. And, so, and far too many times nowadays this is happening. You know, um, we talked about it a couple weeks ago with how many how many German champions are in the second Bundesliga.
1: Oh, it's yeah.
0: There's blown more blown German champions in the yeah. second Bundesliga than there
1: yeah. are in the first, and that that yeah. says a lot. Oh, dude, it's it's mind blowing. So it yeah. it's definitely something that we we enjoy keeping up on here on this podcast, and and we love bringing it to you guys, man. I I that that made my week. I mean, not a good way, but to see yeah. something historic like that happen, and just knowing it's it's going to be turned around very quickly for Santos because it will. Then you know it turns into a story where, hey, we were relegated last season. Now look at us; we're back at the top. So, yeah, we'll see, man. But yeah, I, I, this was this was a lot better than I thought. My voice didn't disappear. Yours is still there, and yeah, it's still uh, we're here now. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got yeah.
0: through it. Um, again, we'll be back better next week. And um, yeah, so I'm gonna turn the lights off in the basement, Nick. Thanks for joining me as always. And um, yeah,
1: we'll see you guys next week. See you guys.